Hey guys, welcome to another episode of SEO on air. Today we have the SEO wizard of Scottsdale. Uh, it's Marco Sipila. Marco, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. You reached out on LinkedIn, so I'm happy that I'm here. Great, great. Um, so guys, Marco is the owner and founder of Intricate Digital Marketing. Uh, it's a digital marketing agency in Arizona. Um, so they help clients grow their businesses through search engine marketing. And uh, he, he does quite a bit of, uh, of you know, pay-per-click advertising as well. And uh, also he does web designing. So it's basically an end-to-end -end, uh, digital marketing agency. So Marco is here with us to discuss about what are some of the common uh, pitfalls that small businesses get into when they first get into doing SEO. And he's got some wonderful tips with him, uh, which he's going to share in a bit. So Marco, shall we start? Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready. Great. Um, so Marco, whenever we speak with, uh, you know, small businesses, there are some common things that we usually see, uh, you know, the mistakes that they usually do. The first and foremost thing that we usually uh, see is that, uh, you know, they have a lot of copied content, the plagiarism uh, that is pretty high. It's because some of these companies, they want to jumpstart with e-commerce and uh, they'll be basically reselling the products coming from the manufacturers. Um, so whatever description that the manufacturer gives, they'll be directly, you know, adding those content on the product descriptions and stuff. So this is some common mistake that we usually see that, uh, you know, the same product description will be available on hundreds of other websites as well. Right. So this is something which we see in general. And um, also, you know, these uh, companies, they'll be, they won't focus much on interlinking. Uh, because interlinking is always seen as an afterthought, but it is something which is very powerful. And um, also, you know, the startups in the moment of, uh, you know, trying to earn more and rank faster, they might be building a lot of links too fast. And uh, also some technical issues here and there, like, you know, fiddling with their robot files. So especially when startups are, I mean, when the business owners are trying to learn themselves and trying to do, there are quite a lot of pitfalls that they might get into, right, Marco? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely see that across the board, you know, especially in small businesses who don't have, you know, an in-house team, you know, who, who not necessarily like to target them and, and fiddling with certain files or whatever it may be. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to ensure that, you know, you guys are doing the, the correct protocols for your website to keep it safe. Great. So, so in this podcast, uh, Marco, let's talk about, you know, some of the top uh, tips that uh, new, new websites uh, in regards to SEO and uh, small businesses who don't have the budget, you know, what can they do to prepare for SEO? So it will be great if you can share some invite, some insights around it so that it will be helpful for the community. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's one reason why I really want to join this podcast is because I really wanted to speak on behalf of small business owners, small to medium sized business owners. So if you're out there, I really, get, I really want you guys to listen up on this. Uh, and obviously, if you're starting in digital marketing or, you know, whoever the audience may be here, you know, just keep watching here, keep listening. And I promise you, these are going to be some strong tips and, and uh, let's just get straight into it. So the first one I had was a mobile first website. And so, you know, depending on the content management system you're on, it's likely that your website's not mobile friendly. And that's just across the board. That's what I've seen, you know, from all the websites I've worked on, uh, from small to medium sized businesses. Now, you know, it's, it's something like 51% of, of uh, websites on Google are not mobile friendly. So if you think about it, uh, you know, you really want to 
optimize for mobile first. You know, you have over 50% of users on mobile devices searching on Google. And so, you know, right off the bat, if you don't have a mobile friendly website, you're losing 50% of the leads uh, right off the bat. So, you know, and, you know, if you ask me, you know, what, what can we do? We think our website is not mobile friendly. You know, there's a free tool by Google, uh, made by Google themselves. And so you can, you can see if your, mo if your website is mobile friendly, you know, in their eyes and their algorithm. Uh, and obviously, you know, if it's approved through there and you, and you still think on the mobile device that it, it could be improved, then of course, you know, you should consult with the website designer, you know, and obviously find someone who's, who specializes in your content management system. And, uh, you know, from my perspective, again, you know, if you're on the WordPress platform, uh, you know, and you're using a theme or, or you're customizing your own theme or whatever, you know, for the most part, you should have a mobile friendly website. But uh, again, there could be some design elements that are, you know, off placed, you know, some elements that are too close to together, you know, two buttons that are too close to each other. So you just really want to focus on, you know, getting that website mobile. Yes, uh, that's a great tip, Marco. So, uh, in fact, when you take some of the platforms like, uh, you know, Shopify, where uh, what happens is the, the access, there are quite a lot of limitations. So, uh, I think when people are selecting the templates, which we are, you know, which we are uh, trying to make, create the website, I think probably they should also check how the templates are uh, appearing in mobile. I think that could be a good starting point. And uh, absolutely, you know, if they are going to use a, you know, a developer, they should always uh, ensure that that is part of their checklist, right? Before the product is delivered to them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, I've seen far too many designers out there, mm -hmm. you know, designing websites and then ultimately, you know, you're left with a product that's not mobile first. And that is a problem in, in 2020 and moving forward here. It is a, uh, a Google search ranking, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And also one thing that we noticed, Marco, is that some websites, they complain that, um, you know, um, that on the mobile front that they don't have that much of conversions and they always assume that, you know, people don't, uh, they prefer to only, you know, check out on the desktops, right? But actually, you know, I do have a different thought on that. Maybe your mobile phone, like you mentioned, you know, if the experience or if, if it's not really good, then probably people might not trust you and, uh, you know, they might not want to go ahead and, make the payment, you know, probably which is something which the Amazons and, uh, you know, the top notch e-commerce sites have perfected in. So, you know, the, the, the overall experience has been seamless, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing I have, you know, to share with the audience here is, is having a speed optimized website. Now this can be a little bit ambiguous when you first think about it, uh, because you know, how fast is my website? And, and it depends on what network you're on, you know, using Wi-Fi, using cellular data. But of course, you know, Google themselves has made it a tool. It's called Google page insights. Right. You go ahead, check out your, you know, your, your speed on your website. And, uh, you know, it, it seems a little bit common sense that your website should load fast, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, speed is not necessarily a ranking factor itself, but the click-through rate, the bounce rate, the pogo sticking, and other signals are definitely ranking factors that will, you know, determine where your website ranks in the search, so the search engine results pages. Yeah. And so, with that being said, you know, in order to get, have a good click-through, in order to have a good bounce rate, pogo sticking, you know, your website has to load fast or else people are going to click on it in the SERPs and then click the back arrow because it took 30 seconds to load. 
So again, if you think your website is slow or, you know, even if you think it's fast, go check it out. You know, Google Page Insights has their own, I don't know the exact URL, uh, but use Google Page Insights, you know, to test your website performance. It'll show, you know, how fast it is on mobile and desktop devices. And then a little bit down, you scroll down a little bit, it'll show opportunities. In the opportunity section, it'll show you what you can do to improve your response time. And that's a really good tool. And that's what us as developers always use is, you know, what is slowing down our website? You know, is it uh, the images? You know, a lot of times across the board, I see it's your images not being compressed. And so, you know, that's, you know, chances are you could just do that without even looking at this tool and you would speed up your website a little bit. But again, use this tool, check the mobile and desktop versions, look at the opportunities section and uh, get your website faster. So, you know, what do you do to speed up your website if you're, you know, not too familiar with the technical aspect of, of WordPress or, you know, where I know WordPress has pretty much unlimited opportunities if you're on it, any other content management system like Wix or, you know, Squarespace or Weebly. There's not much you can do because, you know, they limit you to your opportunities. And that's what I really like about WordPress. Now, this is not some sort of promo for WordPress, but you know, there's hundreds of things you can do to speed up your website on there. And so just to list off a few, you can use a CDN, which I know you guys are familiar with. So content delivery network, you can also, you know, maybe it's your hosting provider, you know, transfer to a a faster host. Uh, The next thing it would be reduced racks on your site. So 301 redirects. Uh, obviously, you don't want to have right. too many redirects. So if they're unnecessary, then you know keep them, uh, at, you know, at a reasonable yes. number. Uh, database optimization, which you guys are big at, I know that company uh, for your content management system. Mm-hmm. Uh, implement website caching. So I'm just lifting off a few here, just you know, from my experience. Minifying JavaScript, HTML, CSS. So you know, there's plugins that can do this, do the heavy lifting for you. I know WP Rocket's a good one. Reduce the number of apps and plugins for a website. So this is massive. I, every time I, I get to a, you know, a new client's website, I get access to it, and I just see a load of plugins. And this is on WordPress primarily. Plugins, like you wouldn't believe it. And I, you know, each plugin you're adding is, is slowing down your website more and more and more. And if you look at them, half of them aren't even used by the website. They were just temporarily used. And so ensure that you're deleting plugins that you are not needing and not just deactivating them, deleting them completely. And that's definitely going to speed up your website if you're on WordPress again. Uh, The last thing is resizing your images and, and obviously resizing it to the point where you don't need to load a massive image on, you know, the front end of your website and then, you know, lazy loading those images as well. So I'm not sure what your guys' thoughts are on, you know, speed. Maybe you guys have some input there. Yes, Marco. The last one that you mentioned, you know, the uh, the image optimization. I think that's where uh, we see most of the common mistakes being done because, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, when people they want a high quality image to show on their website, there are a lot of hacks. Uh, you know, to even with a low uh, image size, still, you know, you can get a good, Im- you know, good looking image. Uh, but you know, like I mentioned, you know, the e-commerce products and stuff like that. So when people, when the manufacturers are giving those images, I think people tend to uh, you know, upload it in the same, you know, format in the same resolution in a HD resolution. Like, I mean, the image size will be like 3 MB or 4 MB, you know, they just simply upload it and uh, it's going to really uh, cost 
trouble in terms of loading, especially on mobile phones. And you know, like you mentioned, uh, mobile speed, mobile optimization is pretty important. In fact, you mentioned it as the first tip itself. Um, so uh, having a slow loading site, nobody's gonna like it. So I think if your site is loading slow, the first thing I would actually suggest is to look at the images first, because that is something which you don't need any help from a developer. You yourself can do the image resizing. There's loads of options out there. And even like you mentioned, I think WP Rocket has an option, I think, uh, isn't it, Marco? To, to yeah, do yeah, WP Rocket's a great uh, plugin. I, I, I think it's paid. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, I think the main functionality on there is minifying your code. And so JavaScript, HTML, CSS, which obviously you would need a developer otherwise. Yep. Uh, so I think for, from my perspective, I think it does a great job. There's a lot of critiques out there. But, mm-hmm. And then obviously you can lazy load your images and yes. compress your images on WP Rock, which is great because once you do compress all of the original ones, mm-hmm. as soon as you add new ones, they're going to automatically compress. So you don't ever have to worry about that. Uh, now, obviously, if you're focusing on your homepage, you know, honing in on that banner image is is, is really important as well, you know, so, yeah. but yeah, the technical aspect, you know, WP Rocket, uh, the image optimization is probably the biggest opportunity that's going to save you the most response time. And, uh, you know, I, you know, from my experiences, but I've seen, you know, small business owners aren't thinking about that, you know. Yeah, and also getting a good host, uh, Marco, because people these days are bombarded with a lot of coupons and, uh, you know, cheap hosting providers. Uh, But the thing is, the shared hosting will always uh, bog you down, you know, when your site is, of course, if you have like 20, 30 products, it's fine. But when you're actually looking at a large scale development, I think uh, having a good host, I think you touched that point upon. So having a good host and also having a CDN, I think these are pretty, you know, the the, the owner one for uh, any website to load in a faster way. And these are something which, you know, uh, which can be controlled right up front. Uh, you know, that doesn't need that much of a developer help. So people themselves, when they purchase it, uh, you know, they can try to get a good host, um, you know, Probably if you are a WordPress site, then probably getting a WordPress hosting, you know, like you mentioned, the CDN and all the other things which will make, uh, you know, the loading the site in a faster way. I think this is very, very important. I think people shouldn't miss this out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I like to say, you know, if you have a website, like right now we're working on a website, a new website, a logistics company, and, you know, their, their website takes 30 seconds to load. I think it's eight the eight out of a hundred on, on mobile. And, you know, when it takes that long to load, you know, the website's not much of an asset for you. And so just doing these simple tips, like we mentioned here, WP rocket image optimization, having a good hosting consult with your current hosting provider, see if it's even good. If you don't know, you know, getting a content delivery network, these simple uh, tips and strategies are going to bring you a long way because they're going to create that website of your dream. And then they're also going to load, you know, it's going to load your website really quick. And then at the end of the day, once you get visitors there, they're going to convert to your customers, prospects, and and, the, and that's revenue for your company. So it, it means a lot for you. And uh, I think it's very important that you sit down with your team, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, see what you can do for speed. Absolutely. And investing on this is pretty critical, Marco. Imagine the site is the sales guy for you. It is the, you know, even when you sleep, the website is going to be live and it's going to be trying to sell to you. And imagine the sales guy, sales guy should be the most, uh, you know, uh, energetic person in the whole. Responsive. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine the sales guy is turning slowly and trying to see you, you know, it's just going to be the same experience that your website is going to give to your customers. Imagine the website, your sales guy, how agile, that you want the sales guy to be 
So if you understand the importance of it, then definitely you should invest on ensuring that the site is loading faster. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's a no brainer. So right. I want you guys to consider that. Yeah. The next big strategy I, I, I pulled into here was, you know, content. So a lot of small to medium sized businesses, we're talking about service based companies. Now, whether you're service based or, you know, I don't care what service you have or product, you know, blogging and having a content strategy is so important. I can't stress it enough in any of my SEO campaigns because, you know, one, the, the, I don't want to jump too far into this because I could be talking for hours about content, but for a local company, for a multi-local or small to mid-sized company, having a blog strategy where you really, you know, spend a lot of time, a lot of crucial time in writing good enticing content that has buyer intent commonly asked questions in the industry and and that's actually the biggie because a lot of business owners will come to me or marketing directors and they'll say okay what kind of content should we do and you know from my seo campaigns at least i don't know about other companies but my seo campaigns actually include a blog strategy within it and so you know because we 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 know how powerful a blog can be and how you know uh, important it can be to bring your SEO rankings for the next level. And so we really invest the time into a blog strategy to, to recommend specific and strategic articles that, you know, we feel that if we get these articles on this website and we get them ranking in the search engine results pages, yes. not only can we bring more customers through these articles through a sales funnel, but we can also, you know, generate more, uh, more traffic more quantity, which, you know, the definition of, uh, of SEO is increasing the, the qu- quality and quantity. And so we're kind of doing both here. You know, we're, we're increasing the traffic, we're increasing the quantity of relevant visitors on the website. And ultimately, we're building reputation of Google. Because once Google sees you guys are really investing the time into your blog strategy, and you're really investing the time to educate your customers before they call you before they pick you even, Google's going to see that before your competitors and ultimately if we're talking local rankings i've seen it time and time after you know time and time after again you know you're getting better local rankings than your competitors if you have a strategic blog strategy uh you know at least i've seen this through local and service-based companies i'm not sure what your thoughts are on that but uh i again i can't stress it enough having a blog strategy for a service-based company Absolutely. You know, uh, investing on the blog is definitely there. So I think mostly where, uh, you know, the startups, they fail to have this content strategy in place, Marco's site, is that they're too busy trying to sell. They're too busy trying on the business development that usually they have less time to sit and write the content. So what, what people usually try to do is they hire some writers and they try to do the content themselves. I mean, content through the writers, through some freelancers and stuff. But what happens is, um, you know, the, uh, the language, you know, the, the connectivity to the brand gets missed out. So I think what the entrepreneurs can do is that, you know, even though you don't have much time to sit and write some blog post, at least they can audio record it and they can just send it across to a writer who can later transcribe it and then they can add some more insights into it. they can write so that, you know, the, the language or the, the communication which the entrepreneurs want to do 
you know, for their service business, I think they can easily do that. Um, otherwise, you know, you will be surprised sometimes that uh, the writers will come up with awful lot of, uh, you know, uh, plagiarized stuff, which might not give a good sign to the readers as well. Um, so, you know, it's always better to have your own voice into the blog post. I've seen some of your blog posts, Marco, they're really good. I know that you rank for some of the, you know, some of the local keywords in your area. I've seen your website outranking some of the big guns in your area. So I think you, the way that you stressed up on the local, uh, you know, trying to rank local and trying to have a detailed content strategy is very critical. So in fact, you know, some of the things that Marco, we link up to some of his blogs. I think the, whoever is listening to it, maybe, you know, when you go through those links, I think you'll be able to easily understand how Marco is able to dominate those local search results in his area. Exactly. And that's what, you know, pushes the narrative that I am the trusted, you know, SEO uh, expert or technician, whatever you want to call it in this area. And ultimately it is through the content because I wouldn't have such rankings without, you know, the, the content I put out there. And, and for my blog specifically, I ha I offer guest posts, which you guys do as well. Yeah. You know, I think, I think for local service based, I don't think you, I don't think you should do it. I think it should be authentic to your company. I think it should be organic content, right. but all in all, uh, I, you know, having a blog strategy is so important and, uh, you know, Obviously, it's going to, you know, you know, business owners may ask, you know, where do I get that content from? And yes, you you definitely can outsource it. Uh, but for my campaigns, I, I like to stress the fact that you guys should write it themselves. The business owners are the expert in the field yeah. and they should be the ones writing all the content in here. Absolutely. That's a great tip. Great. So what's the next that you have, Marco? So 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 far we've covered about um, we've covered about the. Uh, the need for the website, you know, the need for the mobile optimization. And then we touched upon the website speed. And uh, then we touched upon the content strategy. So what's next? Yeah, so the next one I have is understanding Google Search Console mm -hmm. and Google Analytics. Yes. And so I know you guys are very familiar with these tools. Uh, and for, for you know, any small business or any marketing manager who's new to the organization, they should understand you know, the necessities of Google Search Console and Google Analytics. And just the basic, it's not too hard to get familiar with these. I know Peg, who you guys recently uh, interviewed on the podcast here, did a really good job you know, with explaining Google Search Console and what it is. Yes. But again, yeah, it's very important to you know, as a webmaster to understand the basics of those platforms. Yes. And, you know, Search Console, just to touch base on it again, is basically, you know, a web service by Google and allows the webmaster to check indexing status and optimize visibility of their website. And so, you know, as an SEO, -er, I think it's very important, you know, that we regulate, or not necessarily regulate, but monitor your rankings with Search Console, but also just use it to your advantage, you know, for indexing statuses. Uh, obviously, they have some mobile tools in there as well. You can, they'll send you a notification if you have any mobile or manual actions, whatever it may be. There's just a lot of tools within Search Console that are really nice. And I don't, you know, I don't want to run through it all right now. I'll let you guys do your own research, but you know, Search Console uh, for sure. And then Google Analytics obviously is, is basically the tracking, adding that tracking code to your website, you know, to track your progress on your website. And obviously there's tons of uh, different metrics on Google Analytics that will help you uh, analyze, you know, your progress for one. And obviously, you know, from your day to day, 
when you release a blog post, you know, how many visitors are getting on it? I think business owners are forgetting the fact that there is a tool out there because, you know, they're asking those questions. I always get asked those questions, you know, how many views am I getting? Or how many clicks did I get on this month from this keyword? You know, and, and these tools are really going to help you with that. Absolutely, Marco. In fact, you know, some of the, uh, you know, owners, just in case if they feel that it's a bit overwhelming to, you know, to, to see between the two tools, you know, Google Analytics and Search Console, probably what they can do is they can hire people like, uh, like Marco, where you can actually set up a dashboard on Google Data Studio. That is one another tool, free tool offered by Google. So they can help create a, a dashboard, which you can always bookmark it in your mobile phone. So just all you have to do is every day, just spend five minutes, just open the dashboard and see what type of traffic you're getting in, you know, what type of queries is driving traffic to your website. And, uh, you know, is there any, you know, obviously Google will, the, the first thing that Google will do to contact the webmaster is through the search console, obviously. They might be sending if there is any manual issues that they find, if there is any malware attack or anything like that, then you know, Google will be able to contact you. I think the first level is through Search Console, I think. Isn't it, Marco? Or is there anywhere else they do the thing? I think they, that's the first thing, right? Google will send a message on Search Console if they find the malware in your website. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that should be, you know, the focus point. Now, for, you know, the Google Data Studio, I think, you know, that's a great opportunity to use that. From my perspective, mm -hmm. uh, I like to use, uh, what is it called? Agency analytics. Now only because I like using, you know, third party SaaS companies. I think, uh, I think they have a great software over there. Basically you pull in, you know, Google analytics, you pull in Google search consoles, mm -hmm. analytics straight into, you know, their software into your dashboard. And then obviously you can set each client with a dashboard and they can log in monthly and get, you know, send them reports and everything. And so, yes, to answer your question, you know, for, the the notifications definitely have notifications on search console you'll see you know in-depth data and obviously you'll have those malwares and and uh, security vulnerabilities and obviously mobile first is on there as well that'll be great yeah so yes so that covers the analytics part analytics and search console um so what next marco yeah the last one i had here i know we could keep talking but the, the last one i brought up here was understanding where your website is and and i know this might seem really uh you know really easy to understand but at the end of the day you got to know where your website is and this is kind of targeted towards small business owners themselves because right. i know they're not experts in the industry and uh you know from every consultation i've done mm -hmm. I, I it's a commonly asked question you know where is my website you know where where is it built how can i get to it where are my passwords? They just don't know where it is. So I think you can use this tip or strategy to really hone in on, okay, let's manage our website internally and let's outsource certain as aspects of it, such as SEO, PPC advertising, social media, because your website needs to be managed by internally. And so, uh, you know, you have access to the website, you know where it is and you're more comfortable investing into services, you know, rather than, uh, you know, not knowing where it is, where your content, what content management system you're using, and just all these basic questions that you might have, like such as, you know, where's it hosted? What's your content management system? So I know you guys have some thoughts on this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're right. So I think the basic audit is definitely required for sure. Uh, I'm with you on that, Marco. That's definitely something which is overlooked and something which is quite important as well. 
really understand where you are and then look at where you can go up to and what is the expected that you can forecast through these uh, rankings which you already gained so sometimes we notice marco is that uh, some of the websites they would have been already ranking well for some of the competitive keywords you know that is the beauty of seo sometimes you know even if you haven't done much of an seo sometimes it's quite interesting to find some of the queries that uh, the website is already ranking for and if it is like optimized further it can really you know get onto the top in a very very easier way so i think like you mentioned you know benchmarking it and then looking at where you are right now and then that we can go that's a really good point that is something people miss out initially i think that's a good point yeah it's it's overlooked yeah. you know like you wouldn't believe it i i think uh, even the small business owners small to medium sized businesses you know with whether they have an internal team or not I think the website is is one of those things where they just don't know where it is because that's not their their expertise. And I think investing, uh, you know, a day to learn, you know, where your website is, whether it's with your designer or webmaster, you know, because you know, from my perspective, again, you know, the, the clients who who really invest the time to learn where their website is, for example, on the Shopify platform. Mm-hmm. One of my clients there, you know, they've invested the time to learn more about Shopify, and they feel so much more comfortable investing their you know crucial dollars into advertising because they know where you know where to spend that money now they know where to manage they know where to direct their team on that site and so it just gives them a better understanding of their website and obviously you know your website is your biggest asset online and so you want to be able to manage that absolutely marco so there we have it we have the five major points that people should be looking at i'm pretty sure there is going to be a lot uh, is there somewhere where people can go into and learn more about this, Marco? Is there something that you have for us as a bonus? Yeah, I actually have a blog post. So the title is a complete SEO checklist. It's 20, 21 point list explained. And this is a tremendous blog post that I created on my company's website on the blog publication there. And it's basically a 21 point SEO checklist a beginner SEO checklist. Uh, So if you're new to SEO or if you're a business owner or learning more about, uh, you know, what we do as SEOers, you can check out this blog post on my website. Uh, It's just intricatedigital.com slash SEO dash checklist. Again, there should be a link you guys are going to be putting below this podcast here. Yeah, we're going to have the link. Great, great. And yeah, the guide is, is basically to help you understand, you know, the 21 steps that, that we take on every SEO campaign. Uh, so you can start implementing ASAP and, and we feel that it's very important that you guys take action as soon as possible. I know, you know, the, the, if one day goes by and you haven't started, that's just one day your competition is in front of you. So, you know, we really want you to get started on this. Keep in mind the blog post is tailored towards uh, Word, you know, the WordPress content management system, but you know, I'd recommend it to everyone, uh, you know, at the end of the day. Great. That's some great tips there. I was just going through it as he explained. There are some really great uh, tips. I mean, these are all, these are like common, the basic 101 that people should be following it. I think any, uh, any person without much of technical knowledge, I think if they go through it, it's very beginner friendly. Uh, thank you so much for putting this across uh, for the industry, uh, Marco. This is really, uh, this should be really helpful for the people. Yeah, it is. And uh, just to read you off the first couple of tips, the first one is install Yoast SEO. Mm-hmm. The second one is site map creation. So these are practical tips that are really going to help you uh, just get started with the basics uh, within SEO. And it is a checklist. So you can go ahead and just 
go down the line, go through all 21 and just follow them. And of course, these aren't everything because that's, you know, we do much more than just 21 strategies or 21 steps, if you will. Uh, but obviously, you know, these are the basics. These will get you through, uh, you know, getting started with SEO. And that's what this whole podcast was about, you know, getting started with SEO. What are some mistakes and everything? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much, Marco, for taking time in this busy schedule. I know, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot to it. We can actually speak a lot on this topic. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, due to the limitations in the time, and also we don't want to bore people with too much stuff. Uh, but I think people can take this as a starting point. Uh, we'll link out to Marco's blog post uh, somewhere in the description. You can find the link to that uh, blog post. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it'll be great if you guys can share your comments on it, you know, if, to improve this podcast. And even more, if you want, even if you have even more questions, I think you can always reach out to Marco. You can reach out to me as well. So, Marco, which is the best, uh, you know, way to reach you? People. The best way to reach me and, and my company is just going to the website. Uh, obviously, the website's going to be you know my sales guy. Uh, it's 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 going to be tw- it's going to be there twenty four seven. It's going to be fast. It's going to be a great source for you to get started with SEO. And then ultimately, you know, just contact me through the website. There's a lot of uh, ways you can contact through there. Perfect. Done. So we'll we'll link out to your website intricatedigital.com. So anyone's having any. Uh, doubts or any questions about it so definitely please feel free to reach out to marco and uh, marco thank you so much for taking your time out have a great day i appreciate you guys thank you bye-bye